What's up, man? <laughs> are we already recorded, or are you just? We could be. We could not be. No. Oh, just, go, just go with the flow, man. Just go with the flow. Fuck no, because I be wasting some grade A content. Sometimes, like, sometimes you just you gotta like, get the content off, bro. Okay. And you be, and you be like, ooh, I don't think I was recording, bro. Yeah, I lost out. <laughs> now last time, bro, that shit hurt because I was recording, <laughs> but I just, you was only recording one. Yeah, I was like, damn, what kind of shit is that? It's like you, you click back on Logic and then you just see that one row of audio and you like, damn, damn, niggas be in the middle of a point. I'm just looking at that, like, and it's that, <laughs> and it, the type of damn it is like you know you got different levels of damn you got. Damn, you got damn, and then you got like that five years old seeing a nigga get shot. Damn, <laughs> like that damn is a different damn. When I first seen uh Kendrick Lamar damn cover, that was the first thing I thought about. <laughs> five damn. years old, I seen a nigga get shot. Damn, <laughs> hell nah, man. You had a good week though, <laughs> yeah, man. It's been straight, man. That that uh that long weekend, bro. I mean, you just don't know how much I needed that. Like I needed that so bad. I just feel like I ain't really just had a day off from work during the week in a minute. Like I had no Monday off. I had no Friday off. I think I mean I think that's the first holiday we had. Yeah, man. 2018 for my job anyway. So I needed yeah, that, and I took get, no time you, off. Damn, you don't get Martin Luther King Day? Hell no, we don't get it. Shit. Folks said, fuck civil rights around there, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, bro, it's, it's work to be done. That's how my job <laughs> fell. Damn, national holiday. Well, I mean, hey, yeah, you this, got Memorial Day. Yeah, this is the first day of the year. Then I think the next one, July 4th. And See, I don't, know after that. I don't get the 4th of July. Because y'all ain't real, man. Y'all y'all unpatriotic, bro. <laughs> I'm in there, hoe. Y'all must be in there, hoe, kneeling. Y'all bullshit. <laughs> That what they say, and they're kneeling. You know, the ultimate sign of respect. Don't you ever, don't you ever disrespect the troops like that. <laughs> that has somehow you. been misconstrued as the opposite. But I mean, hey, you know, lies don't give a damn who tell them. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard it phrased that way. <laughs> Hell no, nah, bro. I'm upset though. <laughs> I am upset. I am upset. 50,000 on my head in disrespect. First of all, still ain't got no damn Capriccio in fucking Chattanooga. (laughs) Man, still ain't. (laughs) This man's not on the trend. (laughs) I still ain't had no Capriccio. We off that hoe now. (laughs) Still ain't had no Capriccio. We off that hoe. They said they said the Ciroc, the Ciroc very special. You feel me? Very smooth. The dark Ciroc coming for cognacs worldwide. They said we probably won't have this shit till like mid July. I'm like nigga, this shit dropped last weekend. You know Chattanooga. Chattanooga's not a major market. All everything either goes to Nashville, Atlanta. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta run up to run up the street then and see what we talking about. You know Memphis gonna get everything. You know they got that Virginia. What's their shit? Uh, <laughs> you know they got Drake shit fully stocked. Hey, you know they got that in chat though, bro. Yeah, but it's 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 it's, it it's only it's it's only select places. Though. 
it don't taste the same unless you in in Memphis. <laughs> mix it with some of that. Mix it with some of that Memphis that Memphis ice from the Memphis water and shit. You know, that what they say. Undefeated. I wouldn't know nothing about that. Undefeated. But yeah, man, I don't, they ain't got no Caprisco here. You feel me? We ain't gonna get the new smooth Ciroc. Then next thing you know, I look online. These niggas then got Morgan Freeman out the paint. I said, what the fuck? In the video, the vi- did you see the video that they led with? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I did see that. Bruh, if, like, if we talking bro. about the same thing, the little incident nope. that they said was the issue, or that yeah. was one issue. Yeah, where he was like, he was with the old dude from uh, Now You See Me. Yeah. The old man, and he was like, I wish I was there. I was like, bro, clearly he was talking about when the dude last made a made a comment about somebody being pregnant and it didn't go over well. That's clearly what he was talking about. She was like, focus on his eyes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> focus on his eyes. I know the eyes of a predator. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm paraphrasing here. <laughs> you know, facts don't matter. Yeah. You know. <laughs> they they really I was like, man, this is a reach. Then they started coming out with more and more shit. They said he would make comments about why why do young women still feel the need to sit in front of me with no underwear on, with their legs spread with a skirt on, Dang. with nothing to cover their vaginas from my eyesight. I'm like, whoa. I mean, he just keeping it in 100, bro. I just don't know what else y'all want from that, man. Like, <laughs> I'm trying like, to let y'all know that y'all are a little too provocative. And now y'all trying to report them, man. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, I'm, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all not gonna get me out the paint. You feel me? So Morgan Freeman, cancel, cancel. <laughs> then they was talking about Morgan Freeman being canceled. I was like, damn, why what? didn't nobody tell me? Damn. At the last, at the last black man meeting, the only person we discussed was R. Kelly, and Kanye was on parole. That's the only thing we was talking about. Since then, I received the latest update: Kanye is still canceled. R. Kelly been canceled. I ain't never seen Morgan Freeman on the docket until this week. Mm. Them folks said this man was dating his granddaughter. I said, what in the fuck? I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some more clarification on that. So He's dating his granddaughter? He was dating his what they're calling they said it's his step granddaughter. Now I don't know how this shit worked, but Step granddaughter. Like, is that like you know, uh, uh, yeah. his, his child's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't new, know what's going his on. Chi- like, you know, your your child have a child, right? So that's your yeah. grandchild. But, you know, your son-in-law, she, she, you know, say she divorced your son-in-law. Then she get a new husband. And he already got kids. He already got a daughter. I don't know. I'm going too deep. But this will so be a, a step-grandchild. Is- I mean, clearly, you know, it's 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 uh, you know, definitely far off in the family tree. You know, it's clearly about marriage thing, which I'm not saying that makes it okay, but uh, I'm not saying it's awful. I guess it's just weird. I say that it's weird to have to settle for anybody who you related to in any capacity. Like this shit weird, but I mean, you know, hey. By all means, Morgan Freeman, if she is over the age of 18, I guess you can do whatever you want to do. I don't, 
It ain't my life to live. All I know is Morgan Freeman released a statement and said he has never created a hostile work environment. He has never committed any type of sexual violation or crime against a woman. He's always strived to make men and women comfortable around him. Sometimes he disarms them with jokes. Sometimes they're compliments. If the compliments have gone too far, he apologized, but never once. He wanted to make it very clear. Never once have I been out here raping, sexually abusing, or sexually assaulting women in any capacity. Now, if a video come out of him and Bill Cosby yucking it up at a damn cocktail party in the 80s, it's going to be a long summer for Mo. Man, he going to be straight. <laughs> he going to be, be a long straight. summer for Mo. As long as folks ain't got nothing like they got on Bill, you know what I'm saying? He'll be all right. I mean, we said that about Bill. <laughs> Man. Niggas thought Bill was going to be okay. Who thought man. that? Who thought that? <laughs> Niggas just didn't think he was gonna go to jail, but I mean, it was already kind of a rap for him, though. It was just like right. the prison thing. It's just like, damn, like you know. And niggas, niggas keep coming out with this report, like Bill Cosby's team is saying that he's preparing himself for prison, bro. If you ate, how do how do you prepare for prison at eight bro. plus years old? It's bro. just a statement to put out. I mean. <laughs> How does that work? I like to see his prison his prison regimen. Is it like get hard? Like is he has he gone and sought out wisdom from OG prison birds or something? Like what what is he doing? Cause that sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. That sounds crazy as hell. He's preparing for prison. Yeah, what just something to say. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm. Then I don't even want to get it. I really don't want to give Kim Kardashian any type of attention on our podcast, but damn, bro! What's did up, you bro? see this? What's shit? Up? Did you see this shit with her and Rhyme Fest? Yeah, bro. You know, I've been, uh, you know, I've been keeping up with it. Or I guess I just know what it is. It ain't like like how too. can. How can one person be that stupid and have so many followers who blindly follow her and back her up on her stupidity? Break it down, bro. So for those of you who don't know, Romfest reached out to Drake after Drake dropped the Duppy Freestyle, which we'll get into later, uh, where he took shots at Pusha T and Kanye. Mostly Kanye, but like I said, we'll get to that later. So he reached out to Drake and was like, hey, will you donate money to Kanye's mama's uh, foundation, Donda's house, because we do a lot of great work for uh, the youth of Chicago and the community, but we've not been getting the support that we need. Now, was he being petty? Yes. But was it a smart strategy? I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. I think I think it was a smart strategy solely because you got guys playing video, right? Lately, Drake has been finding a whole lot of very inventive ways to give back. I think he's doing it to, you know, show the IRS, look, bro, don't come after me. I'm out here giving back, doing all of these goods. Everything's recorded. So, you know, I think it was a good... It was a good play from somebody who was just trying to get money for their little community service, for their community 
house is actually doing work in the community in Chicago. Like, I've read article after article, testimonial after testimonial, talking about Ron Fist and his wife. They be in Walmart spending their own money to make sure that they got supplies, buying up equipment from Best Buy, like everything that they can to make sure that Donda's house continues to thrive and run the way that Kanye's mom would have wanted it to run. And they just continue to say that they've not received any support from Kanye. Um, and so Kim reads this tweet and goes into, I want to be a black woman mode. So she going to ride for her man, quote unquote. And it's one thing to ride for your man. It's another thing for you to just be wrong. It's just loud and wrong defending a loud and even more wrong man who didn't care enough about the situation to speak on it his damn self. So she jumps out the window and starts talking to Ryan Fist like he a bum. Like he wanted to be in Wyoming making the new album, but Kanye didn't want him out there. Then she ended it with your flight to Wyoming is canceled, LOL, shit like that. And it's just like, this man, despite where his intentions may have come across to go, he's documented to be doing work in Chicago consistently. And if we gonna keep it a buck, when she come for Rhymefest saying that, you know, he's a tired musician, tired producer, he doesn't deserve to be on this album, all this other shit. It's like, bro, when we think of the old Kanye, like the old Kanye that everybody loved, that everybody wanted to come back, I mean, they kind of want Ron Fest. <laughs> I mean, look, Ron Fest, you know, he wrote for Ye, you know what I'm saying? It ain't like this nigga was his writer, you feel me, that wrote every damn song. But, you know, he wrote some, you know, some good shit for Ye. Some of the, some of the most iconic shit that everybody clings to I mean, it's Ryan, you know. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. All I'm saying is she jumped out the window and tried to make it seem like Ron Fest was some bum. And it's like, no. And then when he came back with the sophisticated clapback with the five-point expository essay, (laughs) I was like, this ain't going to get the traction that it deserves, A, because it was long as hell, and he just took a screenshot of it, and this shit was hard as hell to read. Nigga got to zoom in. You know folks ain't trying to do all this shit. Yeah, but <laughs> if you do, if you did it, you understood, like, he clearly said what he said because he had had conversations with Ye, and she even stated that he they had just seen him, and he said, you're not privy to all of the conversations that I have with your husband. He and I talked about this, and he was more concerned about his album. Cool. So if you not going to give me the money to sustain your blood mother's foundation that you and I helped to create, I am going to get the funding regardless. Mm-hmm. And she just, to me, it was just like, you know when people jump out the window and they just trying to make a point because they got the loudest voice in the room, and you just look at them like, Ain't nothing worse than a smart, dumb nigga. She, that's just how she comes across to me. Like, why are you here? <laughs> I mean, Look. you know, it's her husband, bro. Like she said, she rhyme for her man, bro. I ain't got no problem with that. I ain't got no problem with Kim K speaking up for Kanye because Kanye can't even fucking speak. I don't want this nigga to speak again. So <laughs> you know, what I'm saying he's not a very good speaker. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want Kim speaking on shit like that because it comes out very like. 
she went on to say that she'll take she'll take the foundation away from him and make sure he never has anything else to do with it and her children can run it. And it's like, come on, bro. You ain't even want your kids to be considered black. Let's let's not let's not try to jump in the Nubian queen uh court and act why, like you Why just... is she like, bro, how can you jump to the conclusion that she's jumping into that court? Like she ain't said nothing like that. Like I don't think she's trying to act black in any type of way. Like she's just this is her husband. Uh, her husband's foundation. Uh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really get a race thing from it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Man, her pop out. Her pop off. Red to me. Her <laughs> pop off red to me is if she was trying to be like a black woman who rides for her man, and it just didn't come across the way that if a black woman were to do, like if Rhyme Fest wife would have hopped on Twitter. And clap back right for her husband. If she would have said the same exact thing that Kim Kardashian said, we would have read it in a completely different way. I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't know. I I see where you're coming from, but I can also see that this. I mean, I just feel like this is your perspective. Like, I don't know. When I read this, I didn't look at. I didn't. I wasn't like, damn, why Kim? You know, going like 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 coming like this. Like, why is she saying it like this? Like, I don't know. Like she I was just like, like yo. If, if I mean, we would have been, if we would have watched this shit with her saying it in real life to Rhyme Fest, she would have been trying to do all types of fake ass neck rolling and thumb <laughs> popping, and we would have been like, all right, that's an assumption. Right. <laughs> that's an assumption. All right, okay. We don't know what she would have did. This is the same woman who who would just take out running, crying over some bullshit. Nah, like you, like all not, women do. You're not built for that. You, I'll you're take not that back. I'll scratch that. that. Damn, Alex. <laughs> Y'all ain't gonna get me out the paint. I'm canceled. I'm canceled. I'm canceled, y'all. AC is canceled. <laughs> I'm canceled. My bad, man. Damn, bro. My bad. Anyway, I'm not fucking with I'm defending. You don't want going ham on Kim, though. I'm defending Kim. I'm defending. Look, I'm on. I ain't gonna lie. I'm on I'm on Kim's side, man. Don does have. You know, when she when she first jumped out. And uh, when Ryan Fest came back, you know, like you said, with the expository, I was like, damn, you know, Ryan Fest just ended her. It's over. Uh, but then, you know, her response to that to me was, um, I mean, it was pretty legitimate, you know. She said Kanye Donda started a charity called Loop Dreams. When Donda passed, they changed it to Donda's house. Gave it to Ryan Fest, put him on a salary. They really wasn't doing nothing. Uh, you know, Kanye was going through financial issues. Couldn't pay the salaries no more. The people said that that since he took over Donda's house, they've done more. He's done more in the community with Donda's house than Kanye did. See, but from what I can see, it looks like he gave the foundation to Ryanfest to, you know, run the foundation. You know, I don't look at it as like, you know, Kanye was in charge doing stuff. I mean, this was uh, Ryanfest's job, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. And then uh, from what Kim's saying, this, I mean, because, look, I don't know nothing about none of this. I'm just going off some damn tweets from Kim Kardashian. <laughs> but, you know, she was just saying, uh, you know, at, after lack of performance, Kanye going through personal financial issues, no longer funding salaries. Ron Fest has to take it over. Kanye agreed with no financial strings attached. Kanye gave his friend an opportunity to run an, or- run an organization. Now that Kanye is being publicly shamed for not being involved, uh, you know, 
this is when he's coming for the money. Kim said this feels very calculated, which I can agree. You know, I have will always applaud any efforts to get back to the community to fight for justice, uplift the youth, but I will never tolerate someone who was close to Kanye who attempts to use his late mother's name to publicly shame him while pretending to do good. I will always ride for my man. To me, that's a legitimate response. You know, I don't know. Kanye need black women around him. I mean, don't we all? Yeah, but Kanye really needed because she wouldn't, wouldn't no black woman would have let that shit cook. <laughs> that shit sounds stupid. To me, it don't sound stupid, but to each his own, man. To me, it, to me, it was, you know, it was, it was, it made a lot of sense to me. Ah, well. Shout out Kim, man. Be. I wish, I wish, I wish, you know, I wish nah, every, I wish every woman, Kim. I wish every no, woman hold their nigga down don't like shout you. Shout out Kim. You holding your nigga down. Don't shout out Kim. Shout out Kim, man. Doing her thing. She the reason why Kanye out here getting lipo and dying man. his hair blonde. Y'all, y'all don't. The hell out. Kanye, Kanye don't the Trump. reason for that. Kanye the reason for that. <laughs> when Kanye was with Amber Rose, he was out here thriving. Look, if you can't if you can't control your own life, you I ain't gonna blame no woman, bro. You need to get yourself together, bro. I mean, is it not crazy that every man who comes into contact with their family ends up similar to this? They end up entirely worse off than they did before they got with them. Is that just a coinky dink? Or um, Yeah, I think it is kind of coincidental. Well hell no. <laughs> for real, for real. It is coincidental. <laughs> I don't it's think it's like, I don't think it's Kim K, bro. I think it's just you know, I don't think it's Kardashian. I think it's just like celebrity life. Like everybody can't handle it. Ken Simmons dropped his girl because he said she was doing some Kardashian shit. He wasn't fucking with it. <laughs> hey, yeah, I heard about that though. <laughs> Tanache, Tanache, what's her name? Yeah, what's her song? I love to get on. I love to get too on. Remember that song? Yeah. Damn, that, that is tonight. Make a move. Nah, that's Cassie. Never mind. It's, it's too on me. <laughs> Nigga said make a move. Nigga, that's from 10 years ago. <laughs> or 15. I'm sorry. 15 years ago. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, uh, what else? What else happened? Do, is, do you think this scissor losing her voice permanently is real i mean you know she did tweet it you know deleted the tweets you know i'm, I'm hoping the best for sister man you know i thought we were stopping deleting tweets in 2018 heck no that's i, I think i think that's about to turn up I, th- I think deleting tweets i think regular niggas just gonna start to lean tweets just to feel official like <laughs> you know they're gonna tweet some regular shit and then you know a day later delete it i mean i'm sure niggas do it right now but i feel like you know more people gonna start doing that it's actually the trend you know pop off delete but nah, man, I hope the best for SZA, man. Um, you know, extremely talented girl. Uh, if there is, you know, something medically wrong with her voice, I mean, that's a, that's a shame. And if it's going to affect her career in the immediate future, like, you know, if she's not able to finish the tour and, you know, subsequently, I think probably she'll be able to sing, but maybe not be able to perform. You know, man, they said she was she uh her voice got messed up by contorting her neck and all them different ways trying to sing in cursive. <laughs> Ooh, I lost it. Man, folks ain't got nothing better to do. I lost it. I said, but Why? It's nonsense. 
why are y'all coming for this woman like this? Two months ago, y'all was y'all was trying to find nine to fives and weekends and shit. Now mm-hmm. y'all want to talk about it on the timeline. You know, that's just Twitter, man. This is the truth, though. I miss the old Twitter, bro. Don't we all? No, we miss the old everything. <laughs> the 2012-2011 Twitter. That's when, you know, you hop on Twitter, you be like, yo, what's good, Twitter? <laughs> and Twitter, like, what's good? Twitter, Twitter <laughs> respond to you. Folks folks weren't super sensitive. Everybody was out here cooking. Like, we Hashtags was just cool, bro. Really- Bro, hashtags was really about something. You could just hop on a hashtag and everybody just showing love. Everybody want PC. Now, man, you just like food. I don't even want to get on this shit no more. <laughs> it's too much, man. It's too much. This is way too much. I'm going to be on there. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> what's going on with uh, Nikki? They saying she having some health issues. She keeps the She keeps delaying the album. I don't know if she's delaying the album or the album announcement. Like, nah, um, she delayed the album, bro. I mean, you know, she said it was going to come out in June, and now she's saying it's going to come out in August. So I'm like, I mean, so, that's a pretty big pushback. It's like towards the end of August, too. Do you think the album's not done? or I think it's got to be close to done because she said she was going to drop in June. and um, But for some reason, they going in another direction, either her or the people around her. Hmm. I mean, that's just such a long delay. I don't get that. Yeah, I was a little. I ain't gonna lie. I was a little taken back by it because all the hype. If you take, if you go back to you remember Cardi drop, and then literally like that next week, we got the two. We got Barbie Tings and Chun Li. The hype was there, fresh off of, you know. Cardi album, them them having whatever people perceived was a beef, then they fixed it up at the Met Gala mm-hmm. or whatever. And then people started to really buy back into, okay, when is Nikki dropping so we can have something X, Y, and Z. And now, you know, she promised her fans like a big announcement one night. Then next thing you know, she delayed it because she said everybody wasn't going to be awake around the world, which I'm is ridiculous. A like that. <laughs> Stupid asses. You just say you didn't want to do it. But then she said she's gonna do it the next day. Then nothing. Then all these reports come out about her uh health being in question. I think she missed Ellen mm-hmm. right after she did Saturday Night Live for health concerns. She missed something else for health concerns. Then they announced, you know, the the lay of the album, so it's 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 a lot of things going out. Now she's doing, you know, the typical Nicki play where you know she's hinting at, oh, her and Eminem might be play dating. I mean, which I mean, I hope it's just like you know a little joke they playing. I mean, hopefully it's the you know the DJ Khaled Nicki Minaj joke. <laughs> You remember that? You remember yes, that whole I do. I do. <laughs> situation? But yeah, maybe. Hopefully, it's just that, or maybe it's them just trolling fans. I don't know, but I don't know, man. Nikki is she's being very peculiar right now. I ain't got time for it, man. 
<laughs> I ain't got time for it, dog. Just holler at me when the album drop. You know what I'm saying? You had Chun Lee. You had Barbie Teams. Like, drop the album. That's all you gotta do. I mean, damn. Cause my thing is, it's getting ready to be June first, right? Getting ready to be June first. She's gonna drop towards the beginning of June. So why you don't just wake up one day and be like, oh, we're gonna push the album back two months. It's just not that's not how it goes, especially when you're gonna drop in the summer, because you drop it in the summer for a specific reason. Now she's gonna drop on the tail end of the summer. So you're gonna have a whole lot of projects out. And it's just I don't know, man. It don't it don't sound good to me. I mean, for all I know, Nikki and her team got it figured out, but Yeah, I mean, they clearly just don't, got a plan. It don't sound like it's a plan that can thrive, you know. But hey. I don't know, man. You're right. You don't know nothing. <laughs> I don't I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Because I, what I don't want to have happen is somebody else come out the window and say, hey, I'm dropping here. Because, you know, these big artists, super megastar artists, they can say they dropping next Tuesday and folks going to get excited. But you have these other artists who go on full press runs and things like that. Like, we don't know what all albums are going to come out this summer. We just know Drake coming. The rest of the good music roster is coming. That's like as far as major releases, since Nikki not coming no more, like that's pretty much it. I mean, that's really all we need. But now you if Nikki moves her shit back, you never know who's gonna come out of the woodwork and get their album release date. I mean, well, as Nick I mean, from Nikki, you can't be focused on that, bro. You Nikki. You know, you drop when you drop and that's it. True. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just right now, I mean, it's, it's the same thing with Cardi. It's like, you know, Cardi just waited a little longer than people expected. But, you know, she didn't wait too long. But, I mean, she was on the cusp. Yeah, she was on the cusp of, of, of you know. I'm not going to say she was on the cusp of missing her moment. But it was, you know, it was relatively close. I, you think it was close to her missing her moment? I mean, I'm just thinking it was, it was, it was. As time was progressing, I'm like, yo, she need to, you know, announce something. You know, not to say that she was gonna drop it and it wasn't gonna get no recognition, but you know, just less. But she had a lot of hype going into it. I don't know, man. I I think Cardi. I think Cardi maximized her time for somebody who people felt like wasn't as talented as other artists. I also, I, I really feel like maybe she rushed her album because she was pregnant. She found out she was pregnant. I, I feel like she, it was rushed a little bit because you think of when we finally got the album, you can name two or three more songs off of that album that she could have released as singles and... She probably could have, she could have extended it out until maybe around right now. Nah, right now would have been too late. I mean, what she had, Bodak Yellow. She had Motorsport. When, I mean, not Motorsport, but uh, when did the one with 21 drop? Mm, 
first of all, Bodak Yellow dropped forever ago. Yeah, Bodak Yellow dropped fourth quarter of 17. And tw- the 21 Savage. I mean, I, that dropped in the in the fourth quarter. Bodak Yellow probably dropped like March, bro. Probably like March of 2017. Really? Yeah, like it was out for a long time. Then it just started getting some traction out of nowhere. You know what? You probably are correct. Yeah, but I'm, I'm definitely just speaking right off the cuff right now. I don't know. I'm trying to confirm for you. It was it dropped it in out June, June of seventeen. Yeah. June. So, I mean, that yeah, you're right. That would have been a long time. That means she would have extended it almost a year. But she, my thing, it was her debut album on like a major on a major scale and she was still buzzing off of features she had just dropped uh that song with the migos right before the album dropped mm-hmm. be careful even though it was people were critical of it when it first dropped it still did numbers if she would have if she would have released big and hair as a single she would have released she bad as a single going into it she bad she bad she bad. She, she bad. She bad. She would have effectively she bad. She bad. did she bad. the, bad. the whole bad. Ray Sherman bad. thing. On the bad. On the bad. On the bad. In the bad. On the bad. That ass. 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 No, I'm just playing, bro. I ain't mean to step all over your, your commentary like that. Man, I said, fuck my commentary, fool. It's my shit, bro. Bucky. No, I'm just playing. Yeah. Niggas know I ain't heard that damn... Uh, Cardi B album since the first week it came out. Boy, niggas know y'all ain't played it. it either. Quit playing. You got it on every. Quit you got playing. it on every playlist. Y'all done already got. took it off y'all phone, man. Quit lying. Boy, hell no. Nah. <laughs> Quit lying. Tell you Alex. <laughs> no, y'all ain't got that Cardi B no more. But I just I don't want a situation, and I know it's not going to happen. But I never would have thought it would have happened that like ASAP Rocky. Casualty. ASAP Rocky is <laughs> casualty right now, bro. Casualty. And it's it's so messed up because Damn. the album the album is not bad. It's a it's a good. I ain't. It's well, straight, bro. It's straight. It's a straight. It's album. straight. <laughs> I had to catch myself. Yeah, man, it's straight. <laughs> it was. It's a straight. It, it's not. If it would have stood alone, I think it'd have done much better. It would have done. It definitely would have done better, but I don't think niggas would have been like, "Yo, this new ASAP though." It just would have been like, you know, ASAP just dropped. You know, came out with some straight music. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know about ASAP. He can dress. Give him that. Pretty nigga, pretty Flacco, killing it, my nigga. I mean, it's just a terrible situation. Do you think he should give it up? I know that sounds uh, fucked up, but nah. you got niggas like Ferg. I mean, Ferg doing his thing. I mean, doing his thing. Like, do you think maybe Rocky should, you know, transition fully into that influencer fashion lane 
and kind of step away from the music. Because this is my thing. I don't think where rap is right now, Rocky, I don't feel like Rocky can thrive in hip-hop right now. Like, 2012, 2011, 2010, that was his moment. And I feel like he fucked it up in a lot of ways when he would jump out the window and essentially do what a whole lot of, like, the Kanye's and people do now where they fuck up their moments or they fuck up their stature or their views, how people view them by saying shit that we just really don't need to hear them say. Like, you remember when they asked Rocky about, like, racism and if he had ever experienced racism or if he had ever experienced shit like that, like, I think that set him back. Then he just went through a time frame where he just was not really making good music. And then you have Ferg come out and from the time he dropped up until shit. Now, like, he's just, he's been on a wave. Like, he's been able to do it influencing culture, influencing fashion, urban fashion, and shit getting into high fashion. He's dropping hits. I just don't. I if, don't know if if if, if ASAP want to rap, Brad, like he should continue to rap. Now, if he decided, like, look, I don't, you know, I'm about to, like you said, just fully make the transition to my other ventures. I wouldn't be mad at him. I wouldn't be like, nah, nigga, you need to keep rapping. But I mean, if, you know, he can still make good music, man. It's, I mean, the climate right now is, it's just kind of strange. I mean, even for a really talented artists, it's just. To make music that a whole bunch of people are gonna be feeling right now, I don't know. I feel like this is getting more difficult and difficult. True. As time moves on. True. Uh, he got a. I think he has to lock into the people or the fans that that he know will consume it and do it on do it on the scale in which is going to be beneficial. Like I still listen, like I still listen to old Rocky. Like it's on my playlist and all this shit. Like I, I listen to this shit faithfully because that's that's the Rocky I fuck with. The most recent shit, like I hadn't really just been rocking with it. Not cause he's falling off. It's just cause on his sound doesn't resonate the way that it used to. Exactly. I agree. But, uh, I mean, you know, the, uh, as an artist, bro, I mean, every every artist just, you know, they going to have a moment. And by moment, I just mean the moment of time where a whole bunch of people feeling you. And then it's just going to be times when really only your core audience is feeling you. Mm-hmm. And that's just the fact of the matter. But shout out Rocky, man. How much he gonna do first week? I hope I hope more than fifty. It's looking bad. <laughs> I hope more than fifty. Well, I think they said he did. Uh, he's on pace for like a hundred. That's pretty decent. It's pretty decent. It's definitely worth more than a hundred. I, I feel like. But when you're going up against Daytona, like I was surprised. 
I was surprised Push Push has gotten the reception that he's gotten. Not like this song aside from the praise that people were giving it before it came out. Do you feel like it it met the expectations of what everybody was saying it was gonna be before it came out? I mean, you know, nigga said it was gonna be hard, and uh, you know. It was hard. It's kind of hard to call it a classic, though, merely because, you know, really the length, man, it just really, it really be getting to me when I be, you know, when I listen to it and I can listen to it in one sitting every time, you know, and I'll be like, damn, but it do be one, it be leaving me wanting more. Like, I wish, yeah. there, I wish there was more. So that lets me know that, I mean, it's good. It ain't like, I don't know. It ain't like, because I know they say, you know, you should be able to give, you know, your best in the seven songs, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it to me, it, I mean, it's, it's a great seven songs, but like I said, it just leaves me wanting more. Yeah. I think if he would have, if he would have did 12 songs, it would have been too much. I think 10, 10 songs to me would have been his sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, But I get, I kind of get the, the whole seven track thing, you know. What do you do? Uh, were you outraged about the cover? No, I wasn't outraged about it, but I can understand if somebody was. I ain't give a fuck. <laughs> Man, that probably sounds bad, but I ain't care, bro. We gotta we gotta stop acting like Whitney Houston wasn't on crack. <laughs> like I know, I know we, I know we want to remember her. Uh, in the way in you which you said that, man, not me. You said trained. that. I mean, that it's, was it's, that was Nate B. Is is <laughs> that not that where is where is the lie in what I said? Where is the lie? You didn't lie. Like we, we've seen you enough e We've had a, we've seen enough e true Hollywood stories. Heard enough of her family come out and talk about her and her death. We had enough store biopics and in depth analysis of her life where we know. Whitney Houston was on drugs for most of most of the time that we loved her. She was on drugs and not weed drugs. She was on hard drugs. So for us to sit up here and be outraged that somebody took a picture of her drug filled bathroom, like at some point we got to personal accountability has to become a factor in this situation. Like, yes, it's messed up that she's dead. I don't wish death on her. God bless her. God bless her family. But that don't negate the fact that she was on drugs. Like she she was on drugs. This is true. So I mean, but to you know people's objection, obviously with you know, I mean it was a choice to use a picture of you know a deceased woman who you know a lot of people love. Uh, you know, pretty much putting on display like you know her vices that eventually led to her death. And my and, issue with, and disguising my, it as art. I don't think it's art. I mean, I think it's just like a cool, like something cool that they wanted to do. Like I don't my know. issue with it is, if nobody came out and said that this was Whitney Houston's bathroom, a I wouldn't have known that it was no. her bathroom, and b I would, I still be looking at the picture and I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. You're right. So when I first saw it, I was like, bro, this album art pretty cool looking. It looked all distorted and weird. <laughs> like yeah, this shit. This shit look like a sophisticated bando type bathroom. You feel me? I, then I start reading all these think pieces about 
oh my god, they should be so ashamed for using Whitney Houston. I'm like, bro, how did y'all know? Did did she do like a HGTV special and y'all just knew it was her bathroom? Like, who? How did we know this was her bathroom? Number one, that came out somehow. And then number two, it's like it would be different if when he went on Angie Martinez and he was talking about the album, the album cover. If he was like, yeah, man, we got something real nice for y'all, man. We took a, a late great person and you know we took you know they vices and we put them on display for the world to see to let everybody know you know if you know you know like <laughs> he didn't do that bro not no nowhere did Pusha T and I'm I'm not gonna defend Kanye so Pusha T never once did he come out and say this is Whitney Houston bathroom we thought it was gonna be a good idea to put this no Nobody said that. So it's like everybody keeps talking about it as if it was this concerted effort to demean her. And like when I read what her family representation came out and said, they said, yeah, they felt like the the picture, the use of the picture was done in poor taste. But they said they don't have an issue with Kanye and Pusha using it. They have the issue with the person who took it illegally and then sold it. So it's like, y'all sitting up here mad about some shit that the family ain't really just too much giving a fuck about. They more upset that the picture got took, not that somebody used it. Because they love, they love Whitney too. So, <laughs> like, you know, it's hurting them. So they like, bruh, if nobody, if it never would have came out that it was Whitney Houston's bathroom, nobody would have an issue with their shit. Nobody would have asked the question. They would have been like, damn, they must have been on some real deep artistic symbolic type shit to get this picture because i don't know what it is but it looked pretty cool so fuck it then all of a sudden when you find out it's whitney houston bathroom now all of a sudden you outraged bro if you want outraged when you first saw the picture don't be outraged now because you found out that it was whitney houston's bathroom from a third party source if they would have came out and said this is whitney houston's bathroom we thought it'd be a good idea Look at us, be great. I mean, but you know that would that would have came out though, bro. It would have because it, it it wouldn't make no point to pay all that money for a picture I mean, for nobody to know what it was. Drake Drake posed in blackface and it didn't come out for years. We didn't. Nigga, come on, now. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't know that Drake was out here in blackface with Jim Crow shirts on and shit until you know yesterday. So <laughs> that's what I. And to be to be fair. When I first saw the album art for the story of Adonis, I didn't, I didn't know it was. I didn't even know it was Drake. Yeah, not not our first, not at first glance. I didn't know it was Drake until they dropped the the full picture. So that picture and like the picture of him that's in black and white in the blackface. That was when I was like, oh, that is definitely Aubrey Graham. That is definitely him. So, I'm just saying, I wasn't outraged by, I wasn't outraged by the blackface picture because I was like, damn, he just, he using the story of OJ beat, so maybe he just found a picture that mimicked (laughs) what Jay-Z did with the story of OJ. I'm like, damn, this nigga clever as fuck. Then when I found out it was actually Drake, I was like, oh, nigga, the levels of petty on this here shit is, shoo. Hey, next level, dog. But 
I mean, we'll get to that. We talked about infrared last week, so we ain't, we, we ain't gotta we ain't gotta dive into infrared. But Duppy, 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 what you uh, what you think about the Duppy freestyle, man? Man, that shit was hard, man. I mean, first of all, you know, you sent me the link on Friday, and uh, you know, I saw the link. I saw it was SoundCloud. I saw it was from the OVO. I was like, all right, you know, somebody dropped the freestyle. You know, I wasn't even thinking it was Drake. I'm like, damn, you know, Party must have dropped some shit, son. Because I'm thinking SoundCloud, you know, this, that, and the other. Then I see on Twitter, you know, I just I just seen a couple things mentioned in Drake. I was like, damn, this shit must be Drake. I was in the car playing that shit. I was, you know, with my girl. We was driving somewhere. And, I mean, I was, you know, my mouth was on the floor, bro. I was like, damn, this nigga Drake really not playing. <laughs> Not a game. I was like, dog, this nigga Drake said the audacity, the nerve. The <laughs> main side, he sighed like he had just worked a 12-hour shift and they called mandatory overtime right as he was getting ready to clock out. Like, That's how deep of a side that shit was. He, like, like, he was literally disgusted. This man had just, you know, probably just got off the road, walking to the studio. Forty was already there and shit. Forty like, dog, you heard this infrared? <laughs> nah, man, put that on. <laughs> nah, but to me, clearly, uh, Drake had the song early, though. It ain't like he heard the shit Friday or heard Bruh. it Thursday and was like, yo, I'm going to the booth right now. Like, the like, he radio, probably had it earlier this week. Yeah, like, the radio stations and shit got it Monday. So if they got it Monday, ain't no way in hell Drake got it Friday with us. Yeah. Drake had this shit. He had this shit Monday, latest. nigga. Yeah, it's the latest he had it Tuesday. So he the niggas hit him up about it, probably. Yeah, it was everywhere. I was watching interviews about Pusha T talking about this infrared Drake Lil Wayne baby diss on Wednesday. So, <laughs> and we talked about an interview Thursday when we recorded. So I'm right. like, ain't no way in hell. Hell, you had it Thursday. <laughs> You're right. So I know if if we can get it on Thursday, Drake been had this shit. Had that disc ready too. Exactly. Which, I mean, if we gonna be honest, Drake is a master of that calculated shit. Like he got it. Whenever he got it, he had it set up so that okay, I'm gonna let him drop and you know have his little fun for this amount of time, and then I'm going to drop my response. And then everybody's not going to care about what he's doing anymore. Right. Ain't nobody going to care about his album. Which, I mean, I don't know if that happened. Uh, I, I think that was the benefit of him only having seven songs. That was That's what I feel like. I feel like that was the benefit of him having seven songs is people weren't it wasn't easy for people to forget about it or not listen to it because hell it was just seven songs. Yeah. I agree with you on that. So I mean it's I don't know, this shit still I mean I still be bumping that home. Oh yeah, me too. But yeah man, Duppy I, I feel like Duppy was Duppy was good. 
It was really good, man. You know, but it was mainly, it's like, but this whole thing, it's just like, okay. Pusha dropped facts, right? You know. The shit was written by Quinn, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, all that all that ghostwriting shit. You know, even though I, I don't know if it's technically ghostwriting, if Quinn is credited. But, you know, the reference tracks, I mean, they legit. Uh, you know, it's like. Drake came back and just like, okay, well, nigga, if you got a problem with me doing reference tracks, you know, what about yay? You know what I'm saying? I'm helping this nigga all the time. Now, I've, you know, like we say, everybody been known about yay. Everybody been known that he collaborate. He been, been had writers since day one. We know that Drake wrote on the last album. So, I don't know. Like this, I don't know. It's nothing new. All the stuff about yeah, in, in the writing. Um, what else? I mean, he brought up Virgil. That was interesting. Yeah. Still connected to Ye, though. True. Um, what else he say about pushing? Oh, yeah, you know, brought up the drug dealing thing again, which he's yeah. already said before. True. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I guess, I mean, that's the only main knock you can do against Pusha T is just try to demean how much you talk about drugs and just say how nigga you really went out there like that. He the only one left from the drug era. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Push. Found a way to diss Quinn Miller. I'm like, damn. Damn, bro. That's what I was like. Drake really don't give a... Y'all really pissed this man off. He had really just, just worked 12 hours and then y'all wanted him to come in and do some overtime. So he was like, everybody gonna get it. Kanye gonna get it. He's like, y'all Quint still talking about this this ghostwriting shit? Nigga, I found this nigga at Kroger. He was bagging up. <laughs> like, hell no. Nah, like, nigga. shit, man. Damn. You ain't have to put the mans out there like that. But, I mean, he got his point across. My whole thing is, and what I think people missed is, once again, Drake did not, and in his diss, he did not dismiss the ghostwriting allegations. I mean, you know, he said that, you know, niggas ain't got hits without me. So clearly I'm the reason why this shit a hit. Which, I mean, I think we would all agree. Damn, I would, I would agree. We would all agree. Yeah. But what I'm saying is when you, every time somebody has brought up his go, the ghostwriting allegations, Drake has not definitively come out and said, their claims were incorrect, right? Yeah. He's always he's always combated. He's always combated the conversation as if I'm the one who's making these hits hits, right? Which nobody can argue. Yeah. But as far as the bars and you writing your raps, he's not definitively come out and said this is all me writing my raps. Because he and can't not, say that because he know that's not true. True. And I'm not saying that he has to. What I'm saying is most of the people who have an issue with him having a ghostwriter, that's their whole point. Their point was never anything about him, his inability to make hits, because we all know that that is not even a conversation. Yeah. His popularity, his impact on the culture, his influence, like nobody has ever questioned any of those things. They've always questioned whether or not he had a ghostwriter and whether or not he wrote his own shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like when he claps back, he doesn't 
he doesn't negate their argument. So I get that he's responding because you, I mean, of course you're going to respond. It's the sport of the shit. Yeah. But when he responds, he doesn't respond in opposition of what they're saying. He's just responding because he like, bro, y'all need to quit talking about this shit. Because I can't say that what y'all are saying is a lie, so just fucking leave it alone. That's that's how that's how it comes across. Now, with that said, I'm not gonna be a person who's gonna sit up here and be like Drake ain't pinning all of his shit. Drake ain't pinning shit. Drake out here getting all his raps from somebody else. Cause I know, I remember when Drake when Drake wasn't known enough to have a ghostwriter. Correct. He couldn't have been doing nothing but pinning his shit. And Drake, Drake pen is still as sharp as it was then, now, if not sharper. So I know when he wrote this diss, I know he wrote this shit. Do you? Uh, yeah. I, I know he wrote this Do shit. Do you, Nate? Do you know? I mean, I wouldn't dare. You would hope so. <laughs> but what I'm saying but is... When you look at something like when you look at back to back, right? When you look at charged up, when you look at this duppy freestyle, when you look at uh what is it, four PM in Calabasas? Two birds, uh, one stone. Two birds, one stone, uh thirty for thirty. Like when you listen to these songs and you listen to Drake's conversation, like when he is on certain platforms and when he does, you know, step out there and let you into who he is, those songs sound exactly like him. When Drake get in his bed, that's why most of my favorite Drake songs is Drake when he talking his shit. Because I know when Drake talking his shit, ain't nobody else can write that. Nobody else can write that but him because it's his personality coming through the music. Not to say his personality don't come through on some of the other shit, but I I can feel like, yeah, he wrote this shit. He was talking his shit then, yeah. Hey, he, he was like, he was talking his shit on what's the name, bro? On uh, if you're reading this is too late, bro. And you want to know what that shit was? Straight Quinn Miller. But I, I was like, damn, this nigga the, going off. But it didn't have the same. Certain things did. Certain songs on there didn't have the same vibe. If if that makes sense, like I feel like I know what I'm saying, but it's hard for me. I to think. Debate. I mean, I think I. I think I get what you're saying. Like I feel like you know you can kind of distinguish uh, what's the yeah. um you know the genuine like Drake. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, cause some shit you know is clear. Like to me, it just depends on the content. Like that's really be the only time I know when the content is just really personal. Then I'm like, okay, I feel like Drake wrote this. Yeah. But if the content is not really personal, then I mean I really have no idea. Yeah, I have no idea. And he got to understand that he put him he whether he meant to do it or he didn't mean to do it, he put himself in this situation. So anytime a nigga want to throw rocks at what people perceive as the throne, that's what they going to throw. Like how you going to sit on top of the MC throne? How you going to say UTBE if you're not the only person writing your shit. I think that's that's more what people are saying. People don't like Drake's arrogance and his confidence knowing that he hasn't written all of his shit, but he still got that confidence. And I just feel like, I mean, the, if a nigga confident, he confident. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think Drake thing is like, yo, y'all getting on me, but y'all love Kanye. Y'all love exactly. Kanye, but y'all getting on me. And I can't even I can't even argue with I can't argue with his logic there because 
when I talk about even before Kanye was canceled, when we talk about Kanye, Drake, I see them as artists, right? Yeah. I don't see them as MCs. I don't see them as rappers. I see them as artists. One, because I know that they collaborate on the shit that they doing. Kanye has never been quiet about this shit. Like, he's let you know. And when you hear certain Kanye shit, and then you see who Kanye would surround himself with, you knew who was pinning some of that shit when you heard it. But my thing with ghostwriters or with people writing it for you, like, yeah, you can pin it, but if you can't get in that booth and deliver it like somebody else can, y'all basically just went 50-50. Y'all went half on a hit. <laughs> Cause yeah, them your words, but I gotta go in here and I gotta deliver that shit. You're right. I think that's the artistry of it. Now, when you talking to MC, a nigga who gonna go in that booth, hear that beat, run that beat for three, four hours, and drop bars, write their own bars, write their own hooks, do all of this shit, and then give writer credits to anybody who may have given, sparked the idea or given some type of inspiration, I think that's something completely different. So, I get, I get the whole attack on Drake, and I get him defending himself, but I, I think people miss, uh, in the long run, like, especially these super Drake fans, they miss where Drake never denies having ghostwriters or having had a ghostwriter. He never denies that. He just does not rock with people demeaning his pen because he has it. Yeah. And I think people miss that shit. So on Duppy, I think that was him saying like, you know, I found this nigga at Kroger. Yeah, he good with the pen, but I made them hits. Niggas ain't making hits without me. So I get it. And then when he dropped, when he dropped Pusha T, this was the turning point. And I think you and I was texting about this. When he dropped Virginia's name in the freestyle, wonderful play on words, too. <laughs> Always. Ring. Like, I'm like, yeah, Drake killed this shit. I didn't even know what Pusha T's fiance wife name was, but when he ran that whole play, I was like, yeah, that got to be his wife, fiance, <laughs> girlfriend, something. I know, yeah, this is. But what people don't understand is, like, they give Pusha shit for being, for you know, always saying he's the last one from the from the drug era. He's from that crack era. He's from, you know, that, that 90s boom bap hip hop. You feel me? Talk that shit. Mm-hmm. What they forget is them niggas live by a different code. When you look at disses that were done in the late 90s, early 2000s, them niggas would diss on wax. But when it got to when certain things got brought into it, that shit went to another level. So when you talking infrared and you talking about what Pusha saying, Pusha keeping all of that shit on industry business type shit, right? Correct. Drake made it personal when he put his fiance's name in the freestyle. Because he so, really wasn't on no personal shit. Yeah. Other, other than I mean, I'm talking about Pusha wasn't like on yeah. no personal shit. He just like yo. Niggas writing your shit. That's it. You don't write your shit, though. 
That's it. And, and then that's, Drake want to talk about it. And then he doubled video. down. He doubled and tripled down on all of this shit in the interviews. Like he never said anything else. He just said, "Me and this nigga is not the same because he don't write his shit." And yeah, the little back to back shit that was, you know, that yeah, that, was that was cute. that was cute. That was a moment. You understand? I I get it, but don't put me with that, right? So then when Drake go in. On some, cause that's some real, that's really some like new millennium type shit. Like, cause niggas don't respect their girls like they used to. So it ain't shit for a nigga to, that's, that's the whole, that was the whole Drake Meek Mill thing. Like, mm-hmm. Drake dissed Meek, but Drake did more talking about Meek in regards to Nikki than he did Meek. Yeah. <laughs> cause that was the whole play. So then when he used that same logic on an old school nigga, that nigga take that shit differently. So when you bring his family and his wife into this shit, now he like, oh, so that's what we doing? Bet. <laughs> and you get this, you get this, this, this story of what is it? Adani? Adonai. Adadon. Adadon. And then that's when shit gets hectic. <laughs> oh man, it gets hectic. Shit rough, bro. Cause, cause <laughs> like what? Okay, cause I know it was like you and I had an instant reaction when I, I may have finished it first, and then you came through, and then Blake came through, and I was like, bro, <laughs> this shit here is different. But like, what was your initial reaction when you heard it? Shit gave me chills, bro. Like, bro, this nigga push was like, yo, nigga, it's, it's the devil flow, nigga. <laughs> I was like, yo, this nigga really is the devil. Like, I'm like, yo, this is the devil <laughs> in rap form. This nigga, I don't know, man. The first time I heard it, I was like, dog. First time I was like, yo, too far, man, too far. <laughs> like, the first time, I'm like, dog, too far. First of all, I heard it um, as they were, like, kind of previewing it live on Flex, you know, I-97. So, you know, they just keep playing, like, snippets of the shit. You know, Flex dropping one million bombs and shit. I'm like, bro, if y'all don't play this shit from front to back. <laughs> bro, that shit was ridiculous. Uh, but then, you know, they played it front to back, and then Ashley Pusha T came into the damn studio. They had, like, an interview. But I didn't even listen to the interview. I was just um, focused on hearing the track. But I was like, damn, bro. I mean, <laughs> you know, I was speechless. But then, you know, it, I don't know, man. It's Pusha T, man. It's like this nigga been the truth. He don't he don't give a fuck. At this point, I think Drake, uh, I don't know if Drake can respond. I don't know if Drake should respond. I but, don't. See, uh, this is my thing. And I think Charlemagne said it the best. And, hell, who, who knows? By the time we release, Drake may have already dropped. Yeah. But – I don't know if Drake is willing to go as low as I know Pusha will go. Because my thing is, Pusha said, this is Surgical Summer Part 1. That means he has more. And he made it very clear on The Breakfast Club that if Drake wants to continue this shit, he has more shit that he can release. If this was just Part 1... I don't know how deep or how dark 
down that path Drake wants to go. Yeah. Not to say he's not lyrically capable. I don't know if he's just that type of person. Honestly. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know if he built for that. Because that's different. And the thing of it is, it's a double-edged sword. Because, see, what Pusha did to Drake on the story of Adidon, if that shit would have dropped in the 2000s, Drake would have got Ja Rule. And I say that I say that with full conviction because that's that was that was the energy then. Like when fifty when fifty Ja Rule Ja Rule fifty did it in a, such a disrespect, like this was what fifty did. And it was way more disrespectful than this shit. So when they got Ja Rule out the paint, it was like, bro, you not built for this shit. You not you not like that, bro. You not like that. So that's when now we look at Ja Rule like Damn. Damn, son. But we also got to remember now we not in that era no more. So I feel like if Drake if Drake tries to go down that road it's a road that he may it's a I, road he can't come back from. I can't see it, bro. I just can't see it. I can't see Drake getting like real dark on the track. Like Pusha Pusha got dark on the track. You know what I'm saying? It's like you know, the, you know the tone, you know the tone in his voice. Yeah. And what he's delivering. He like, yo, nigga, I'm spitting facts, nigga. You are hiding a child. Like, this ain't even rap no more, nigga. Like, that's pretty much. it was like, yo, we ain't even, we ain't not even rapping no more, nigga. You hiding Bro, a child. You playing Border Patrol, about, nigga. He talked about this man's mom. <laughs> he talked about this man's This nigga father. said, Sandy coming last, my nigga. Bruh. Your daddy. <laughs> Wearing Steve, Steve Harvey, Harvey suits. suits. I was like, oh, Jesus. You parade him. A Steve Harvey Damn. suit nigga made him. <laughs> Damn. Dennis Graham. Then he talked about it. He said afraid to grow it because your fro wouldn't nap enough. And we all know that Drake has had a very detailed and very public struggle with his identity. As, as plenty mixed people do. It's plenty. I can understand are, that struggle too. That's, yeah, that's a real ass struggle. But went to like... When Push put it on wax, I was like, damn. 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 Like he started with the, you know, you know, he started with the parents. I'm like, damn. Then he going to the child. I'm like, damn. Then when this nigga brought up 40 though. Bro. When he brought up 40, far, I knew it was over. Too far. Yeah. I, that was when I knew it was over. No, that that's when I knew that he ain't give a fuck. That's just all I knew. <laughs> I was like, okay, clearly at this point, like, it's going to a new death. Devil it's flow. That old, it's that old feeling. Devil the energy flow, was back in rap. That's what I like about this shit, bro. bro it's like shit. this this song put the energy and the feeling back in rap. Like niggas Slick. been buddy buddy. Niggas been throwing <laughs> little, little little social media jabs and all this other shit. Nah, nigga. You now, are hiding a child. No one of you niggas got sickle cell or something. Now, now we back to. That's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. That's why, like, we back, we back to that feeling. You feel me? We yeah. back, we back to that mm, condoms in the baby seat. We back to that. We back, we back to the dick sucking lips. My nigga said tick tick tick, though. Bruh. Oh my god. <laughs> he made the sound that the machine at the hospital makes. Tick tick tick. 
I said, oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Too far. Too far. Your nah, man, 666. Yeah. Six, six, six. Devil flow. Man. And he dropped. Then he he was talking about the devil flow. Then he dropped Drake's 666. Six, six. I said, oh. <laughs> oh. And then the icing on the cake, bro. The icing on the cake was talking about you, man. <laughs> talking about I'm upset. <laughs> I'm upset. Let me know what you look like when you really mad. Show me that. I said, damn. That nigga, it's just so funny. It's just like, you know, Drake dropped his this and then he dropped his single. I'm upset. <laughs> and then Pusha come back with this nigga like, what? You upset, huh? <laughs> and what's crazy is he matched he matched Drake's entire mood, but on like some. Cause I ain't gonna lie, when I first heard Drake's intro to the Duffy freestyle, I was like, he's really showing us that he really don't want to do this shit. Like he's really tired of this shit. But it came off a little spicy. You feel me? Like it came off of a little. It came off a little spicy, but Drake was like, "Look, I'm gonna act like I don't want to do this shit. Really, I'm just ready to end this nigga. But I'm ready to drop." And Pusha bars. came back, and Pusha brought that energy, but on some like whole other level type shit. It was like, it was like you know when old when when the old head niggas be talking shit to young niggas mm-hmm. after the young nigga didn't get mad because. Some shit didn't happen. Man, I'm gonna take my ball and go to the house. Oh, so you gonna take your ball and go to the house, huh? <laughs> Let me know what you really trying to hoop, little nigga. That's that's how that shit came off to me. Like, damn. Mm. And then he just what it was like so many things that continue to do it, like from the beat matching the art mm-hmm. and the picture. And then what he said on infrared about niggas tap dancing for the whites and how like all of that shit. And then what's crazy and nobody even has thought about this shit is the actual diss song, the actual diss that he issued on Duffy. Pusha T did not respond to any of that shit. <laughs> this nigga had a whole nother agenda. This nigga said so, it's bigger than rap. <laughs> like he didn't even. He didn't even, so it was like you did all of, you had this cool ass, fire ass freestyle against me where you call yourself dissing me, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going, I'm not even going to garner it with a response. Because Pusha didn't already this, said, he like, I'm going to life shit off. I ain't proving, I ain't proving my, my hardness to these niggas. Like, I don't have to prove that to niggas. And he said, yo, don't bring up Ye. Like, nigga, you know, you you did a diss, you was pretty much dissing Ye. Nigga, don't bring up Ye. Or I'm gonna bring up all this other shit. You brought up, yeah, you brought my fiance. Really, your only diss to me is, you know, you, you know, apparently I'm not a gangster, you know. Okay. Like, and I didn't, oh. and I serve, I serve, you know, I was selling dope, but I just wasn't selling dope like I say I'm, I was selling dope. Which you know. stories are now coming out where they saying that Pusha T was really in Virginia with it, like he says that he was with it. And his the other end of that uh, interview that Drake was talking about, where No Malice mm-hmm. did an interview with DJ Vlad, and I think he wrote a book too, where he was talking about the fact that, yeah, he put his brother on to selling drugs, and his brother started off being like the 
the third man up. Like it yeah. was him, his cousin, and then his brother, and then Malice left. And when he came back, he realized he had created a monster because this nigga had turned into something way bigger than he had ever imagined he would be. And then you know you got your you got your local niggas who just now uh coming to the internet and shit. <laughs> Re- releasing stories and shit about how push no push, push used to push used to be in the neighborhood. He really with that shit. Everything he's saying about selling dope is real. I mean, if you listen to Brilliant Idiots last week, uh, Mal said it. Mal said that that Pusha <laughs> Pusha was really outside doing everything that he said he was doing, it. and niggas have verified this. So, I mean, I don't know, man. I think this can go. This is going to go one of two ways. Either Drake is going to come out and defend himself. And he's really in a hard, he's really in a weird place. Like, he's really in a fucked up position. Because this man has disrespected your parents, your child, your porn star baby mama, 40, and you. Right? So now you almost have to respond. Man, I'm calling Pusha, though. I'm calling it. I'm Drake, because, I'm calling it. Because we got to have a conversation. Yeah, fuck some a, fuck this gonna, rap shit, though. Drake, Drake at some point going to have to have a conversation about this blackface shit. Like, niggas is going to have to understand that. Even though I know niggas is not going to get him out the paint, nobody's going to get him out the paint because all he going to do is he going to drop another single for the summer. The, the girl's going to be able to take selfies with it and twerk with it, twerk, twerk to it on the ground. Niggas going to be able to do lyric breakdowns and put... put punchlines in their descriptions on their pictures and shit and everybody gonna forget about this whole blackface shit which i mean that's that's the nature of today but at some point we're gonna have to get an explanation and it's always gonna be them true rap head niggas i'm not saying this is me but it's always gonna be some true rap head niggas that's gonna be like if he don't respond to this he's pussy (laughs) i wouldn't i wouldn't even think that I would just be like, man, look, my niggas be on different shit, you know. Pushes on some different shit. And I'm not, I'm not one to, I'm not gonna be the one who would say something like that. I know, I know some niggas who will, but I'm not personally gonna be the. I'm, I'm in between. Do I feel like Drake should respond? Yes, and I only feel like Drake should respond because Pusha went too hard at this nigga to not respond. And when you said a precedent. When you set a precedence like what Drake said against Meek, where he dropped charged up, Meek didn't respond, then he dropped back to back, and then he just ran with this shit and continued performing it, did everything, continued throwing shots. Like continued Drake to do bro, Drake Drake threw shots on the album. He threw shots on most things. For the rest of his career. I mean, bro. I feel like he threw a shot on Meek on every damn song, I feel so like. So it's like you can't be that nigga who won that battle. And became a bully of sorts. Well, you gonna get them meek. You gonna get them meek lines off, right? And then a nigga do you like how Pusha just did you on some grimy, disrespectful, old school rap battle type shit. And you don't respond. I don't know, man. That's gonna be a hard one. I mean, it's gonna be a hard one for for niggas, but like young niggas, like like. Millennial niggas, they gonna be like, nah, Drake don't need to respond. Push her, push across the line and did all of this other shit. They gonna say that, right? But after all that, I agree. I just think something gotta be done. Like yeah. something gotta be done. It can't just be like, well, I'm just gonna never 
bring that up again, <laughs> you know, and continue with his career. Either he got to drop or, like I said, you got to call that man. And, yeah, and y'all got to have a discussion. Or you diss him. Yeah, man, you do what you want to do. I don't I, know. I call a nigga, though. He going to have to do something. Cause this What's shit. up, nigga? What's up, bro? And we going to have to figure this out because he said that the whole Adidon shit is the line that Drake getting ready to drop on Adidas. And I know y'all more. Know, <laughs> y'all know Pusha T is... Uh, we all know Pusha T is... Signed with Adidas. Yeah, he signed with Adidas. So, I'm not going to say... I'm not going to say it's far-fetched for him to make some shit like that up. But it got to be coming from somewhere. I mean, to me, it's like if you, if you sign with the company, then clearly you got some you inside know information on yeah, you know you what's releasing. Know inside information. So, I mean... We know that there has to be some validity to it, right? Yeah, definitely. And then every other time Drake's been dragged to court for a paternity test or some shit like that, you know, we've heard about it, whether it be through the music or people close to him saying some shit, whatever the case may be, right? Mm-hmm. We've heard about it. This shit, we ain't hear shit about. And on Joe Budden, they was talking about how people in the industry have they've just been watching the situation, quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> folks been watching the situation. The general public didn't know shit about this. But folks in Hollywood, people in the industry, they just been watching the situation. So now that it's out, you see it ain't typically it be people out here, you know, riding for Drake, putting out fires for him, you know what I mean? I mean Niggas what can you do? Saying, Niggas ain't saying shit this time. Like, niggas is like, mm, mm. I'm going to stay away from this one. Because when facts getting dropped, man, niggas know not to touch on that. Yeah. I, I, it's going to be it's gonna be an interesting rest of the week. <laughs> Clearly. Because if Drake, I mean, hopefully, we probably going to drop this on Friday, right? That's the goal. So we dropped this on Friday. Hopefully, Drake will have released a statement via OVO, uh, dropped another song. Uh, drop on OVO radio. Something will have happened. Because oh, yes, I don't know, man. If he goes, it's just like, it took Push, what, two days to respond? Um, Four. Four days. Four days to respond. So, I mean... Drake, because it dropped, what's today, Wednesday? So it dropped on Tuesday. Yeah. If Drake don't respond by Wednesday, Wednesday night at the earliest, Saturday morning at the latest, niggas going to have some questions. you right. <laughs> niggas are going to have some questions, man. I, and how do you think Meek feel about all of this shit? Because... Contrary to popular belief, I feel like Meek had some shit. Like, he didn't have some shit this level in him. But Meek had some shit in him that it would have made for an entertaining back and forth. I mean, Meek dropped hard shit against Drake, bro. But just niggas didn't give a fuck. So. Because he waited too late. 
And I think that's why, if you listen back to that Pusha T interview on The Breakfast Club, the first one, when they asked him if he had something in, you know, they asked him if he had something in the chamber, if Drake replied, Pusha was like, mm, he didn't get into it. He didn't give you a definitive yes, yeah. and he didn't give you a definitive no. But these two being very calculated people and artists, I don't think Drake was prepared for what Pusha just dropped. I think Pusha was fully prepared for what Drake dropped, and I think that he maybe overestimated what Drake was going to come back with. Because Drake swung and he connected, but he connected it like a 6.5, right? Mm-hmm. Nigga, Push, Push swung, connected, and gave him a headshot. It was like a 15. It was like he overdid it. He overdid it, bro. So now it's like, what is Drake? What does he do next? Like the world, the world is watching, man. I'm just happy I get to see this shit. <laughs> I've been telling niggas for a long time because if niggas, if niggas gonna keep it a buck, when him, when Drake and Joe Budden was going back and forth at it, Joe Budden had this caliber of shit for Drake. It was just mixed into them three ten-minute damn songs that he released, and niggas want regular niggas not gonna listen to. <laughs> regular niggas just weren't gonna listen to that shit. But if you go back and listen to them shits, cause you got time now, you go back and listen to that shit. <laughs> you're gonna be like, damn, man. these lyrical niggas been giving Drake some 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 shit here over the last couple of years, but niggas just don't care. Ain't nobody like trying to hear no lyrical shit. Bro, a nigga told me the other day. They didn't even know what War Pain by Meek Mill was. I'm telling you, bro. Most people don't, bro. I'm telling you, most people don't even know that that shit came out. And I was like, what? Like, for real. Because <laughs> niggas just not on Meek like that. Because if I always, and I think we talked about it before, so we're not going to rehash it. But if War Pain would have came out after Charged Up, Meek Mill would have won the first round. It wouldn't have been a question. <laughs> and if Meek would have responded, there would have been no need for a, a back-to-back. That's the other part of it. So we just base it off of the first, you know, the the first initial diss songs. If you go War Pain versus Charged Up, Meek Mill wins that. Now back to back, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get into it, but you know, back to back's a little overrated. But its impact is substantial. Because it was a club record. But, but the disses, the disses was light to me. The diss was not the diss and the list of disses. It it's great and it's up there, not because of its impact as a diss, but because of its impact as a hit song. Yeah, that doubled as a. a like that was that was the punch. You know, it yeah. really wasn't the disses, because you know the world tour, your girls tour. I mean, that's I don't know, that's like. Yeah, this like. Like nigga, I hope I hope my girl take me on tour. Like, the fuck? This ain't what she meant when she told you to open up more. Whoa! I was Man. like, I was like, yeah, that one landed. Yeah. That one landed. I don't know how much damage it did, but that like, one landed. And then when we finally heard from Meek, Meek was like, I mean, when you come from where I come from, shit. <laughs> That's what you want, bro. You want you you want a boss, you want a boss chick who gonna who got yeah. her own and can, and can ball that's out what Drake it. want too I don't know what they should I mean Drake seems like he wants you know 
former porn stars. Look, look, he ain't. I guarantee you. Look, I, okay, I ain't gonna do no reckless speculation. <laughs> but y'all know Drake ain't want that damn baby. <laughs> I mean, but it is what it is. Like I said, I've already said too much. <laughs> if you're reading this, if you're listening to this, it's too late. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, do you? Uh, I don't really want to get into this Roseanne shit to switch gears, only because I feel like them, and people probably gonna get at me for this. I feel like them canceling her show. Is a waste of time at this point. Because Roseanne, I don't know if I sent you the picture. Roseanne, before she got greenlit for her show, she did a photo shoot with a Hitler outfit on and burnt gingerbread men as Jews. And she was biting off one of the legs in a smoky kitchen. So quite possibly one of the most fucked up images of like somebody paying homage to a murderer who who committed genocide of an entire race of people propagandized hate Mm -hmm. at a way and a level in which the world has not seen again thank god and you green light her show to be rebooted (laughs) right like I mean, it's just strange. It's strange. Like you said, the fact that once you green light it, like, don't don't cancel her shit because she say some off the wall shit when y'all knew she you, was off the wall. Bro, you knew what you were getting when she did this shit. She literally told people the, the premise of her show now is to show the other side of America. So all America wants to see on, on television is this liberal bullshit, and she wanted to show the conservative side of the people who were happy to be deplorable for Trump and all of this other shit, which clearly they elected this nigga to president. So at some level, a vast majority of the United States population seems to agree with her in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Now, whether they agree with her tweets, I can't speak on that. But as far as what she stands for and who she is as a person, they knew what the hell they was doing. Hell, she had some of the best ratings on ABC in the last 10 years. Hmm. Like millions of people want to see. Like millions of of watchers, bro. I think like one one night she had like 45 million, something like that. Like that's crazy for viewers was the word you were looking for. Yeah, viewers. That was the word you were looking for. I I can tell you were searching for it. Yeah, I was searching. And you could settled not. on watchers. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to. You feel me? I just I felt your mind right there. I was thinking of the word too. That's why I said it immediately. I was like, "What was he looking to say?" I'm like, "I know he wasn't looking I know to say this that." Shit. I know this shit was not what he was trying to say. But yeah, viewers, man, 45 million viewers. Like that's that's crazy for K for network television, not cable network television. So it's like, you know, y'all sitting up here getting her out the paint because she made a racist tweet. And honestly, in the big scheme of fucked up shit that Roseanne has said or done, her saying that Barack Obama's former uh, White House associate was a mixture between uh, Islam and Planet of the Apes 
it's probably some of the most mild shit she said. That's light work, bro. Like that's light, light work, Roseanne. But light work. ABC didn't want to deal with you know. They didn't want her show, bro. Apparent somewhere in the fold, they was like, bro, we really made a mistake. Like we really made a mistake. We we should not have put this shit back on the air. They or they the found thing. the first opportunity they yep. could. The first excuse to get her off, and what's crazy is. Because they got her off for this, all this is going to do is fuel her fan base even more. Because you did exactly what her fan base feels like mainstream America does all the time. Yep. They censor they censor conservative right-wing people. And is it right-wing or left-wing? It's a right-wing. Right-wing. Okay. Right-wing. Right that's, a, that's a tough word to say. Man, tough phrase. Right-wing. That's a filibuster there. Nigga said a filibuster. <laughs> that ain't the word you want to use either, nigga. <laughs> That's definitely not the word you want to use. <laughs> I'm just throwing out vocabulary words. And nigga said a filibuster. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> that is not the word you want to use there, buddy. Inaccurate, sir. Like, Inaccurate. That shit don't fit the Swing context of our mix. conversation. Somebody at come all. on jaw. <laughs> oh, God. I'm gonna get the TI out. Maybe I can, maybe I can learn some more words. Yeah, man. Expand my vocabulary. But uh, I just now now they have made it so that her core audience now they're gonna follow her wherever she goes. I mean, it don't and, help. It don't help. Like this doesn't help. Yeah, you know what I mean, it it, it definitely doesn't help. Not and to say that it hurts, it though, but it don't help. No, it, it definitely, it don't hurt, but it does not help. And by it not helping indirectly, it does, I'm not going to say it does more harm than good. I'm just going to say it, it does harm. And the reason why I feel like it does harm is because when people don't feel like they're represented, whether you agree with them or not, when they don't feel like they're represented, they're going to make ways for them to be represented. You're right. It's just like when black people felt like they weren't being represented on, on network television, you started seeing stuff like Empire come out. You started to see stuff like Blackish come out. You started to see stuff like Star, Claws, uh, How to Get Away with Murder. You start seeing these these TV shows, and then these people who like we don't want to we don't want to tell that cookie cutter ass story. You start seeing stuff like Insecure on Netflix, and you start seeing stuff like Power on these cable television shows. So when black people didn't feel like we were being represented, black people did something about it. If you censor these conservative people because you don't agree with what they're saying, what do you think they're gonna do? See, but the thing is, just it's a difference between, and this is tough, and it's and it's and it's getting crazy. The fact that you know this line is being blurred between like conservative and like bigot, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you know, we it's like it just seems that we're getting a lot of you know racial things and and bigoted statements from people who consider themselves conservative. So unfortunately, for many conservatives. You know, that line is being blurred. Like, if you a conservative, niggas like, damn, you racist. Obviously, because the number one conservative in America, Donald Trump, is, you know, 
consider a big. So, you know, it's just like, oh, if, if you run it with them, then you must think the way that they think too, which is really not the case. It's kind of unfair because I'm sure there's plenty of conservatives that do kind of disagree with any of, like, the racist shit. Like, I'm pretty sure there's plenty plenty conservatives that do disagree with, um, you know, the statement that was made by Roseanne. But uh, I don't know, man. It's just the whole conservative thing. It's just like how, how can y'all even – it's hard to even consider yourself a conservative knowing that once you once you establish yourself as that, that a lot of people, really people who are on the left, are going to be like, okay, well, you're racist and you're bigoted. Uh, so it's kind of tough. But so many people fall into both categories. So I don't know. So I don't like, so I guess what I'm trying to say is, the knock against Roseanne and, you know, it being a hit for conservatives, feeling like they're being censored. It's like, well, stop being on some racist shit and just be on some conservative shit. You know, like they don't have to go hand in hand. They True. really they really weren't technically going hand in hand as much as they were when Trump got in office. Yeah. You know, then I it feel like just, it was just like was the rich much- versus the poor. Like, you it know, was much easier for people to distinguish between what they did not agree with and what they were offended by. Correct. And I think when those lines blurred, people's view of everything else also blurred. And I can't blame people because it's like when we, we had our Trump discussion. I don't know if it was last week or week before last. Like When we had our Trump discussion, people feel very differently about Trump and what he's done to our country, whether it be positive or negative or, you know, two-sided. So it is it is dangerous to confuse conservatism with bigotry, but I also think it's negligent to ignore that those two go hand-in-hand in, hand in today's climate. Are they identical? Are they one of each not necessarily, but to the vast majority of people who don't agree with that train of thought, I think that if you ask them, are conservatives bigots, the vast majority of them would say yes. Now, whether they would be right in saying that or accurate remains to be seen. I just feel like that's what the feeling is. And and that's and I'm saying and I agree with you and I'm saying that that's unfortunate for you know the conservatives who are not bigots, which I think which I don't know I don't know I don't know I was gonna say I don't think I I, I think that majority of conservatives are not bigots, but honestly I don't know I don't know what people are behind closed doors like yeah. I don't know. You know. You know, sometimes people just don't want. Uh, you know obviously their true feelings out there or and i also think people are kind of unaware of really how bigoted they are a lot of times like they'd be yeah. like you know i'm not racist i mean obviously you know people i'm not racist i have black friends like i i like some black people so i can't be racist like uh, if you saying shit like that then you know you just don't know what the word means you know because a lot of black people that got white people they like and they still hate white people Exactly. You know, as a whole. 
Gotta gotta like be it's still, it's still fuck them. Like you know what I mean? Like plenty black people cogniz- like, yo, we got our yeah. white friends, but it's still fuck white people. You gotta be cognizant <laughs> of your own biases. So yeah, but I hate that politics shit. Honestly. That's crazy. <laughs> Apparently somebody tried Takashi uh six nine. Somebody tried him. Yeah, apparently somebody tried him at uh Ace of Diamonds. The the full story hasn't come out. You know, DJ Wackademics released uh released some information on Instagram. Six nine asked him, You gonna let you gonna let them do that to me? Act you not gonna say nothing? My heart is broken. DJ Academics says you ain't invite me. Boy, who knows, man? Damn, you know what? <laughs> you know what we just uh, found out. Our cover art from last week. What's up? That uh, nigga from Sprint. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was fake. Bro, I knew that shit was fake. <laughs> oh God, I man, knew they, that shit was fake. I think I said they got, it. They got this nigga working at Office Max. They got a picture of this nigga working. Working at Walmart, Target. But how they be doing this shit though? Like, <laughs> do they do this with you know? Do Bruh. they have the, you know what I'm saying? The permission from the. I don't from the know, bro. Have you seen that video of the nigga who uh, went to uh, deliver the pizza and they was gonna rob him? Yes, I have seen that. That was the same dude from the Sprint. So. <laughs> <laughs> like the dude who was actually the sprint worker, that was him. Hell no. These niggas ain't got nothing better to do. This is crazy. This is wow. Well, there you have it, folks. Another case solved. Oh <laughs> uh, shit, man. Uh I still haven't decided whether or not I'm gonna go through with my uh NBA finals boycott. Nigga, was you really gonna boycott this shit? Come on, bro. The finals are not worth watching. Why do you say that? They are definitely worth watching. Fam, why are we gonna watch Golden State barrel through Cleveland? We do in not five know games? that. We do not know that. Boy, shit. hell no. I do not Cleveland, know that shit. Cleveland barely got past Indiana. They barely got past Boston. With a injured Marcus Smart, no Kyrie, nor no Gordon Hayward, and they barely eked a win through in seven games against a young Boston Celtics team. Mm. You think they gonna be a four All Star having Golden State team? Like, right. do you do you honestly feel no, like I don't? They got I, don't, I, don't I mean, they're the <laughs> underdog. They're the underdog. Yes, you know, there has to be a favorite. There has to be an underdog. Cleveland is the underdog. It's still LeBron James. Like, I don't. Andre is hurt. The Warriors are good. They are good to slog you out. They are good for that. They good to slog you out, but they not good to slog you. They're not. So good at slowing out that they will slow out enough to lose this series. If this series goes, really, I'm gonna be surprised if this series goes more than four games. But if this series goes past five games, I will be 
extremely surprised. Because LeBron, like, we don't even know, we don't know if Kevin Love is out of concussion protocol. He got to come out soon, eventually. Like, if if he don't come out of concussion protocol and he come back with, like, the vengeance of the old Kevin Love, I'm talking Minnesota Kevin Love, 25 and 20 type shit. Which he can do. I don't know about If he don't come 20. out like that, if Jeff Green don't play at the top of his game, if J.R. Smith don't remember how to get lit before the game and hit threes, it's gonna be it's gonna be a very short series. Cause they gonna get Houston Rocket game six the whole time. <laughs> Them third quarters that they that, that Golden State put up against the Rockets in game six and game seven, they gonna do that for the entire game. One, two, three, and four. We gonna see, man. Like it's I just a lot don't... of it's a lot of it's. I mean, when niggas lost, when niggas lost to Cleveland the year that they lost to Cleveland, niggas didn't think they was gonna lose. We also know that that year they had Kyrie, who was clicking on all cylinders. You had what people? Well, I don't really Them know niggas if Steph... was a three one, bro. I really don't know if Steph be hurt or if he just be playing terrible, and folks just give him an excuse because he playing terrible. Look, if the if the nigga say he not hurt, that, that you gotta give him that. If he say he not hurt, then he not hurt. Now, if so, a nigga be like he hurt, then he hurt. Now that finals, I mean, niggas said they was slick hurt, but they just wasn't gonna complain about it. See, I, I if you saying that, then I, I'm gonna say you hurt for something like. But this year, you know, it's like yo, I'm not hurt. Like if I'm zoning out, I'm zoning out. You know, so if the niggas say that, then I'm gonna roll with that. Either way, Warriors and Warriors and two. <laughs> I mean, I ain't. LeBron tired of losing. He tired of losing, but he don't. Bro, LeBron played trying all to, trying to be the goat. Minutes. Trying to be the he goat, man. All forty-eight minutes the other night. He, in order for them to even be competitive in this series, he's damn near gonna have to play forty-eight minutes a night and the he'll entire do it. series. And he will do that, and shit. he'll do it. But he, like, I don't know whether people think that he like a super saiyan or some shit. He is, but it's like they don't give him an opportunity. It's like he's not supposed to be able to get tired. He's he is. Uh, that nigga alien, bro. You know, he on them they roids. Said, they said he made of vibranium. Hey, I mean, that's the type of shit he on. You know, he's he sleep in an ice chamber every night. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, I heard he don't even eat. I heard he just drink water. See, you wilder. I heard he on that Tom Brady diet. 12 gallons a day. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> that, now, I don't know. I know his diet is ridiculous. I know it is ridiculous. <laughs> I know he do drink some insane amount of water a day, and they was like, nigga, you drinking too much fucking water. And he was like, fuck that. I'm Tom Brady. I mean, the greats have their quirks that keep them great, I guess. I wouldn't do it, but I'm also not 6'8", 275 pounds with 2% body fat, so I wouldn't know what the hell to do. <laughs> like, either way, I, I still don't think... I don't know, man. 
I'm not excited. I'm more excited about this Drake Pusha T disc that's pretty much over already than I am about the finals. I didn't want to see Cavs Warriors Part 4 without Kyrie. Because I don't think it's a fair match. It's not a fair match without Kyrie or a Kyrie-level talent. I just don't feel like I don't I don't think that's a fair fight. I wanted to see Rockets, Cavs, because I feel like that would have been a more entertaining series. So many stories at play. You know, LeBron's free agency, they saying the number one spot for him to go if he wants to continue to to win and you know extend his career is Houston, right? What he he going against Houston in the championship. Chris Paul's first time to the finals. James Harden finally makes it over the hump. He's in the finals. Now you got Mike D'Antoni able to finally put his coaching powers to the test. Like, it was so many stories that I feel like would have been more entertaining than Cavs Warriors part four. Like, Cavs Warriors, I read... Somebody said Cavs Warriors is now starting to turn into uh, the Fast and Furious series. I like, mean, we all know what's going to happen. Just the, the fireworks may be different this time. I mean, niggas Explosion. not coming through, man. I mean, teams are not coming through, bro. I mean, it's just niggas be having every opportunity, every opportunity to put these niggas away. And, you know, I can't blame the Cavs and I can't blame the Warriors for just beating these niggas. I can't blame them either, but I still stand by what I said to you the other day. And I told niggas in group. I told niggas in group me before the game started when they released who the referees were going to be. I said, Scott Foster is going to put his imprint on this game because there's no way that a team is 0-7 against one particular referee and the other team that they just so happen to be going against is 9-1. And then, like, and... Am I gonna I'm not gonna sit up here and make I was I was pissed off when I was texting you the other day, so I, I I'm man enough to admit this shit. But I'm not gonna sit up here and act like the Rockets didn't shoot themselves out of that win. But I also will not ignore the fact that the referees took thirteen points away thirteen potential points away from the Houston Rockets on blatant foul calls that they either didn't call or did not allow continuation on. And when they went back and did what was like the two minute report, they documented the shit. <laughs> they missed some outrageous amount of calls, like like seven shooting calls, seven shooting fouls on the Rockets four of which were three-pointers. That's 12 points right there. One of them was a made basket that James Harden hit, so he he hits that continuation. It was on, it was caught on the floor. It was a shooting foul. He hit the three, so that's a four-point swing right there. That's four points. The other three, that's nine. We are already there. Bro, you sound hurt, bro. You sound hurt. I'm, Look, man, the refs, the, the refs can't miss 27 threes, bro. I, the I refs said, can't do it. I said, I they said can't Houston do it. Shot them, Houston they shot can't. themselves. All I'm, they can't, the they can't pull his is, hamstring, bro. 
the point that I'm making is even though they shot themselves out of the win, if the referees would have called the game correctly, straight down the middle, call the fouls that they've Man, been called. Play calling, ball. Call play fouls, ball. Call the fouls that you were calling for Golden State. If they would have called it straight down the middle, the Rockets still would have been shooting, missing 24 threes. They still would have 27 threes. In a row. Missing 27 threes in a row. In a row right? Wide you open. You missed Not 27 all of them, but... threes in a row. And if the referees get the calls that they said they missed, they said they missed these calls. If you get those calls that they said that they missed, they confirmed that they missed, you win by three points. Shooting, missing 27 threes, that tells you something right That's there, if bro. you make your free throws, bro. They're 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 an 87% free throw shooting team. They probably so they say, probably a great three point shooting team too. And look what happened. But let okay, so let's say <laughs> let's say they hit 50% of those free throws, right? And you add the you get the continuation from James Harden. They still go, they send that game into overtime, missing missing. 27 straight threes. Now, imagine you were able to miss 27 straight threes, hit 50% of your free throws that they call, and you take the champions into overtime? I mean, first of all, Houston, you're supposed to be the best team in the league. Fuck all that bullshit. Fuck all that warrior shit. You got the best record. You got the best stats. You're supposed to be the best. I don't give a fuck. Can't win playing eight on five, man. I mean, look, look, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate niggas got hurt. You can't you can't win, miss 27 straight threes. I don't care. You don't deserve to win. I don't, I don't care about nothing that, else. That, that's true. That's you just true. don't deserve I'm, to win. I don't care about the refs. I don't care about nothing. I'm not going to argue with you about that. But I cannot ignore that the stat. It's a reason the NBA put those stats out before the game. They put those stats out before the game. It was an article that was released on Bleacher Report regarding the referees, right? The three least-like referees league-wide were the three referees that ref that game seven. Then the NBA releases the stat report of the referees by team, and these three referees just so happen to have the worst winning record the Rockets have the worst winning records against these referees, and these referees are in the top five calling games when Golden State wins. Because maybe they don't fuck with the Rockets and all that bullshit they be doing. And I mean, that's cool. All I'm saying, and I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be a person that's gonna sit up here and be like, "Bruh, the NBA rigged." All I'm gonna say is the NBA did what they needed to do to get this game, to get to get this. Cavs Warriors four. I cannot agree with that. This Cavs Warriors four. Because the NBA did not miss twenty seven straight threes. The NBA did. did not pull Chris Paul's they hamstring. Did. They didn't. And to Chris, me, that's that's that that's was why. Trashes, bro. That was the trashest way to pull I your mean, hamstring. It's unfortunate, bro. <laughs> like, See, but he was still. I commend him because he was going extra hard before that. It's like nigga, he was putting it all on the line. And then it's just like, damn. But really, I think, and this is going to sound fucked up, but really, every time Chris Paul try to do too much, 
at the wrong times, that's when you get hurt. Hey. I mean, it's it's unfortunate, man. The timing was unfortunate. I mean, all that was unfortunate. And if something like that happened, I mean, I just don't expect Golden State to lose. Now, who I didn't expect to just win is LeBron. I mean, this man lost Kevin Love. But at the end of the day, he was going against Boston, who, you know, was definitely overachieving at the time. But that's what they tend to do. They overachieved last year. You know, maximizing their talent. Really? But, uh, you know, par four, man, you know, Clay did his thing. I mean, the the foul trouble Clay was in. I mean, Houston had every opportunity, man. I don't want to hear that bullshit. I do agree that some calls didn't go their way, man. I mean, I can agree with that. I saw some, I'm like, damn, you know, I would have called that foul, but shit, if they letting them play, let them play. Just make your shots and win the game. I'm excited though. It's going down Thursday. Canada. What's 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 your uh, hmm. what do you feel like is going to be the final score Thursday? <laughs> Man, I don't know, and I'm not gonna tell you because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me no shit like that, nigga. You know? No, I don't. I don't know what the final score gonna be, nigga. <laughs> And I'm not interested to know. I'm just saying, what do you what do you think is gonna be? Like everybody does predictions. Don't sit up here and act like Look, you I don't do predictions. do predictions. I don't do predictions. You was trying to do predictions when uh it was oh, we was talking about Boston and Cavs when the season first started. Oh, I mean. We did predictions then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't I ain't did no score though. Now we too good to yes, I ain't do a score. I didn't I never did a score, my nigga. I might say, yo, I think Boston gonna do good. I think they're gonna have a good season. I ain't gonna say, yeah, them niggas gonna win 92-85. We did predictions. We did predictions. Look, man, uh game one in Golden State, right? Yeah. Uh Golden State gonna win. How about that? By at least 10. And then everybody going to jump to the super conclusion and, oh, Golden State in five or Golden State in four. Niggas going to say Golden State in four after Golden State go up 2 0. Which they'll yeah, do. You're going to say Golden State in four after they go up 3 0. <laughs> nah, they ain't going to go up 3 0. Because LeBron, ain't no, he so? ain't no ho. LeBron ain't no ho. I ain't saying he a hoe. I, I mean, I'm I just saying he ain't gonna think, he ain't gonna let that. Happen. I don't think LeBron has enough help to win a game. That's just me. As it stands right now, I don't think he has enough help to win a game. I mean, he did take them niggas to six that time that he ain't have uh, Kyrie, and Kevin Love was hurt too. Yeah, but he also had a better supporting cast too. Did he really? Like, who else after them two? Let's take a look. What's that, 2016, 2015? Yes. Yes. So, 2015, you had Della Vadova. 
Brendan Hayward, James Jones, Sean Marion, Mike Miller, Timothy Mosgoss, Amon Shumpert, J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson, Anderson Verzal, and uh, Kendrick Perkins. Squat. <laughs> you see? Squat. Like I said. So they 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 are better they're better than what he's working with now and we got jeff green code jr code if he can play cal corver top five three-point shooter ever so let's let's do so if you let's say cal corver is his mike miller jr smith still there tristan thompson still there we can say Shumpert and Scrub. Yeah, but Shump Shump had D, especially during that series. Barely. Not during that series, bro. Barely. Shump is a scrub. Replaceable. Replaceable player. I mean, put Jordan Clarkson in. Put Jordan Clarkson in for Trump. Yes. Same thing. Same nigga. But Jordan Clarkson gonna get in there and jack that hoe. And he might make that hoe, unlike Shump. Might who definitely he gonna been, miss that hoe. He been might he been might hitting that hoe <laughs> since the playoffs started. <laughs> now he does have a better point guard. But Delhi Delhi was Delhi was getting in stuff shit, man. Man, be quiet. <laughs> we not gonna sit up here and act I am gonna sit up here. I am I am gonna do that. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. His his finals performance single-handedly got him a max contract that next summer. That nigga did not get no max contract. Quit playing. That nigga got a few extra mil, probably a few extra mil more. He probably got to, you know, secure him another three to four years in the league because niggas just going to remember that he was on a, a finals team, uh, you know, and played a part. But, uh, you know, screw up. That's all I can say. I mean – like I said, man. And you also talking about a Golden State Warriors team that didn't have KD. You're right. So he was LeBron was going up against what was then three all stars. Now he going against he going up against four star. It's like you got a superstar. You got a superstar playing with a JV team against the Monstars. But this ain't just a regular superstar. Yeah, it's like, it's, I don't know, man. Unless some Space Jam level shit really happens. <laughs> Could be some injuries happen, man. That, you know, that always change everything. Now, let me, this is, this is a fuego take, right? Because you know KD and Draymond have been relatively quiet this postseason with their uh you know the technicals the tech the technical fouls right but i think draymond did get he may have got one or two in that pelican series right so i know if he's not within one he's within two or three before he got to sit a game out and i think he gonna be straight if I think he will too. But the high take that I have is 
Somebody body Steph. He tweaks his ankle again. So Steph may go down. I'm not wishing the injury. I'm just saying. Sound like you are. No, I'm just saying because it's happened before. You remember he was out for like three or four weeks because he just tweaked his ankle. So, so let's why say. Do you, why do you think he's going to do it now? I'm not saying I think he do it. I'm not saying he. I think he will. What I'm saying is this is a hot take for a chance at the Cavaliers making this a series. <laughs> okay. So my hot take is because you just said you never know what could happen. Somebody could get hurt. You're right. If anybody can, if anybody's gonna get hurt in this series, I think it's Steph because he's more, he's the most injury prone person in this series. So I think if Steph goes down, Iggy doesn't isn't able to come back. So they're down two people, and Draymond gets another tech or some kind of way gets to the point where he has to sit out a game. I think now you in business. I think now everything is working in the Cavaliers' favor to make this a series. That my high take is that's that's the only way that they can make it a viable series. I think I think Warriors, like I said, I think they reasonably will slow you out and lose. I haven't been seeing a great Warriors team lately. They put it together these last couple games with Houston in critical moments, but it, there's other moments where it ain't looking too good. Now, do I think they're going to win? Yes. Do I think they have the opportunity to lose? Yes. And I'm talking about full strength. I think mm-hmm. niggas could just – same way Houston went on a drought. Because, yeah. you know, niggas live by the three and die by the three. And I just feel like Golden State is, is you know, able but to see, die by the three. I don't – Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant mid-range game is so on point that – I don't think they'll ever be in a situation where they die by the three. For me, it's like with Houston, Houston, they can shoot threes and then they're they can drive to the basket. Mid-range, questionable. Now, if they would have if they would have let Joe Johnson get more minutes before they just inserted him on some bullshit, he probably could have been a mid-range person for them because that's his game. Joe Johnson, I mean, ISO Joe. <laughs> ISO Joe is going he's going to do what he needs to do. But when you throw him in after you ain't played him since you acquired him, then you throw him into playoff games and make him guard Steph Curry and then expect him to come down on the other end and be ISO Joe. I think that's just a tall order. But long story short, they, they didn't have the real – once. CP3 went down. They didn't really have a mid-range threat. Klay Thompson, whether it's off a down screen, pull up, catch and shoot, that mid-range, he got to be like 90%. KD, the only person who can guard him and alter his shot on Cleveland would be Bron. And even then, KD's seven foot tall. He's shooting over whoever. So that that catch turnaround jumper, that was his bread and butter when that three ball wasn't dropping. That was his bread and butter against Houston. I think for Steph, cause Steph's been he's just been struggling, period. Like he's had some hot streaks, but overall this playoffs, he's been struggling. And everybody else has kind of just been in the mix, whatever way that they could get in the mix. I don't think Golden State 
plays in such a way where they can die by the three because they can stop their bleeding with their their mid-range game. Houston couldn't stop their bleeding with shit. They couldn't hit. They was missing blatant layups. They was dying by the three. Yeah. And they yeah, died. When they, yeah, so <laughs> they died. That's that's that. I I don't I don't foresee them doing it. But I mean, this is my last question for you. Yeah. LeBron, right? LeBron, LeBron has led his team to what is this nine straight finals? This is his eighth straight finals and eighth ninth straight, final. Ninth finals, period. Right. So eighth straight finals, right? Four against the same team. When Golden State wins this championship. They will be three and four against LeBron in finals. When we look at, because people gonna people kill LeBron for his legacy and his record in the finals anyway. What's going to be a worse indictment on LeBron that he's basically thirty three percent in finals, or the fact that he went? four straight times with the same team and lost three of them. Um, Cause Steph, Steph, Steph and Braun at that point will have the same number of rings. But you know, I mean, their, their storylines are just too different. Like me, I, I cut LeBron a lot of slack for all the finals losses because he's going against one of the best teams of all time and teams yep. win rings. I mean, fuck what anybody say. Yeah. Like, teams win rings. Like, normally, and especially in today's era, like, one player is just not going to win the ring. You got to have a squad. Squad. Ring. And they're going against one of the best ever. And it's like, you know, even though, even if you might, some people might consider LeBron the best ever, I mean, you know, the best ever player not going to beat the best ever team. You know what I'm saying? So, LeBron just catching some bad luck. That's why, you know, I give him the points for making the finals. I know people like, you know, he coming out the East is weak, this, that, and the other. I mean, everybody, I don't care how weak the East was, and I don't care how weak, you know, it's been. I mean, niggas have said it's been weak in the past, and there still wasn't no one team coming out the, the East eight years in a row. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shit ain't been done since the Celtics, you know, way back in the day. There was 12 fucking teams in the league. Yeah. So, you know, unprecedented. Um, it's unfortunate the nigga about to be potentially three and nine in the finals. That is, that's a, I mean, but eight straight though. I mean, good God, eight straight is crazy. And him being three and nine, when you look at it in the big scheme of his peers, when we're talking about, you know, NBA greats, I mean, the logo is, what is he? One of eight, one of seven, something like that. Something bad. Jerk. Jerry West, Jerry West would get there and literally get his heart broken every year. <laughs> like, and you know what they used to call him? Like, he was Mr. Clutch. He's, He's the logo. Clutch, he was the logo because he was Mr. Clutch. That was his nickname. He didn't give himself that nickname. People gave him the nickname Mr. Clutch. People still regard him as one of the best basketball players to ever live in his face. Now, behind closed doors, niggas don't do their shit, but that's typical nigga shit. And he's the logo of the NBA. Now you have LeBron, who has a better record, right? 
will have a better record. Three and nine. It's not six and zero, oh, but I think those all of those numbers start to get confusing because you can't really justify it. Like you said, teams win rings. And when you look at this man's ability to take himself, just himself, because James Jones ain't in the league no more. So really, is it was him, James Jones, and Kendrick Perkins. Correct. <laughs> Everywhere that he went and he took specific teammates, those are the only people who can say, I've gone to this many finals this many years straight. And he's been the only cons- he's been the only consistent person there. So even though we know teams win rings, getting there is most of the battle. Teams got to get there. He's shown you he can get you there <laughs> by himself. Definitely. <laughs> Regardless of the team. So I don't know, man. I just want I just wanted to hear what you you have to say because I can see it now. You know, the likes of Skip Bayless, uh, Stephen A. Smith talk when they talk about you know this whole Jordan Lebron debate and the finals thing comes up. Another knock against Bron, I feel like it's gonna be them saying that a team can say they're three and four against him in the finals. And even though I don't agree with that narrative, I know it's one that people are make. But, you know, like we said before, if you know, you know. Shit hard. <laughs> if you know, you know. So, you ready to get out of here, man? Yeah, man. It's been your boy, Nate B, a.k.a. Nate Bigger, a.k.a. the famous Jet Trapson. I ain't gave y'all no a.k.a.s in a couple weeks, so I figured I'd hit you with it. You feel me? <laughs> uh, uh, it, I'm with my boy AC. This has been another episode of After Five. Continue to subscribe, listen, share your thoughts. I'm gonna keep hitting y'all with the Instagram clips. Y'all keep sharing it, keep talking about it. Uh, we appreciate all the love, we appreciate all the hate, but we know that you really want to say we fuck with After Five. <laughs> yeah. Don't even front, bro. Don't even front, bro. I was just front. <laughs> 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 I know, I know the truth But yeah man, we appreciate y'all Rocking with us, we'll talk to y'all Next week uh, If Drake drop anything between now We will not be doing Additional recordings yeah, we'll So I'll let you next week I mean. we just, <laughs> Y'all just gonna have to wait to get that heat Next week uh, So outside of that man, y'all have a great Safe weekend, and we are gonna holler at you Peace